Hey, what's up, comic fam? It's your boy, the Bearded Comic Bro, and it is time for another review show. So if you've liked what it's done in the past, make sure you click like, subscribe, share it with your friends, because let's be honest, if we can get more people talking about comics, it's a good day. Remember, this is a review show, so there are spoilers. So if there is a book in here that I'm talking about that you don't want to know anything about yet, fast forward, click through. Um, come back, check it out later. I don't want to spoil anything for you. So there are going to be, we're going to talk about some stuff that happens in the book. So if you don't want to know, make sure you just pause this video now, but Hey, let's talk comics. So before we jump into the reviews, I want to share what was my favorite panel of the week. And it comes from the Joker Harley book, Criminal Insanity number three. If you are familiar with Harley Quinn, you know she originated in Batman the Animated TV series, which is the best iteration of Batman in my mind. That was my childhood growing up. And... Harley Quinn was created on that series by creators Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. And what's really cool is when you are reading a book and you see little Easter eggs and nuggets thrown back and showing some love. And in this book, uh, Garcia here, who's writing, uh, throws some love to Paul Dini and Bruce Tim and the w dean of the school that is taking place here uh, is the name is Paul Tim. And it's just a real quick catch. And if you don't notice it, you might just glaze by it. But I thought it was a really cool tribute to uh, the creators of Harley Quinn in the midst of this book this, to show love uh, to the roots of where Harley Quinn came from. And I just thought that was a real cool thing. So that was my favorite panel of the week. So up first, we got Star Wars Darth Vader issue number one. This is written by Greg Pak, and the art is done by Raphael Lenko. If I butch, ugh, I think that's how you say it. Um, if I butcher your guys' names, I apologize, but hey, let's be honest. You're not going to see this video or this podcast anyway, so I don't feel too bad. But just like the other series that came out in January of Star Wars uh, that takes place right after the events of Empire Strikes Back, so does this one. And you know in Empire Strikes Back, the whole big famous interaction between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Well, this takes place right after that, where Darth, after that interaction, is kind of like, Man, my son is a weakling. Like, who did this to him? And so Darth sets out on this kind of quest that he's going to wreak havoc on anybody who had an influence on Luke's life and just helped create him into this weakling of a person that Darth Vader perceives him to be. And so it's just is a really cool story to see a different side that we haven't gotten to see in uh, the story. I mean, Darth Vader is still being Darth Vader here. Uh, you, very early on, you see him cruising off to head out to Tatooine because that would be the first place that you would go if you're trying to figure out stuff about Luke Skywalker. And there's some just bounty hunter scum that are kind of like you can tell are low life um, but not big deal that see this and like, oh, there's a one life board on. We're going to crush it. And you're like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to die. <laughs> and so you just get to see Darth Vader doing some sweet things um, that like that's what we love about Star Wars and Darth Vader and his character and persona. So um, this is fun. I'm excited to see where they take this story and, you know, how do they continue to weave this through the Star Wars universe? Um, and if it's going to 
tie in uh, even more so with the current series that's running. Um, man, Marvel is killing it right now with these Star Wars books. I haven't even talked about uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren series that's going on, which is also fantastic. So if you are digging Star Wars in any way, if you like Star Wars, if you are a nerd in any way with Star Wars, pick up these books. They are fun. They're good. And they just make you want to grab a lightsaber and jump around in your garage and whoop up on some air, right? Like, just don't videotape it. Up next, we have a book from Aftershock. It's called The Man Who Effed Up Time. And this is written by John Lehman, and the art is done by Carl Mozart. Again, probably messing up your name. Again, you're probably not going to see, so no biggie. But if you do, comment. Let me know. Um, so I wasn't going to pick up this book because I'm not a huge time-traveling fan. And this is – this. someone was like, man, you got to read this. This is a fun, fun story. And so – I mean, just like any good time-traveling story, there's some stuff that he's dealing with in his life. He got, you know, his roommate stole his work, and he got up for a promotion. He didn't. Now he's a, a lowly, basically, janitor in a lab. That's the best he could get. His friend then, his roommate then also stole his girl. So his life just is a mess. And he has an opportunity to use a time machine and go back and fix it. And who wouldn't? And what I like about this that I feel like is probably why I'm into it more than I than most time story, time travel stories, um, is that he messes up and you see the ramifications of what he does. I think too often time travel is just used as like a scapegoat to, oh, someone died or a problem happened. Let's just go fix it. And it's like, well, that just seems like lazy writing to me for the most part. And so when I got into this, I was like, okay. I mean, the title tells you that you're going to get into some messed up stuff, and uh, and it just is a it's a fun story to see. Like, okay, where are they going to take this now that he's messed up time, and how are they going to fix it? it? Was in the last panel, you see, kind of played out the the time travel argument debate that it always happens when you're talking with your buddies about time travel, and the idea of like if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler before he could grow up to do all these horrible things, would you kill a baby to do this? And like like people are like, yeah, I would because people are like, no, you can't kill a baby. Like and so you there's that always as that debate comes up. When this last panel, these robot time cops show up into the scene and they are right at the crib of the protagonist who messed up the time stream here and basically the robots then are like, hey, fix this time stream now or we're going to kill you. And so it's a really uh, – it will be interesting to see where they take that storyline as well. Um, and are they going to answer that age-old debate of, you know, would you go back in time to knock out baby Hitler? Our last book today is from Boom Studios, and it is – Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers crossover, written by Ryan Perot, uh, arts done by Simon DeMeo. Again, sorry, I know I butchered those names. Um, if you watch it, let me know in the comments. But this is every child's fantasy come to life, right? If you grew up in the 90s, you were either a Turtles fan or a Power Rangers fan. Or if you were just a nerd, you were a fan of both. So when this series came together, you were like, let's go. 
so we're on issue three, and the storyline is basically so far that the Turtles and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they exist in the same universe, and Tommy is going to infiltrate the Foot Clan to try and save one of his former childhood friends who is in the Foot Clan. He gets made. Shredder gets a hold of Tommy's power coin, and you get what happens when Shredder uses the Green Ranger's power coin. You get this beautiful... <laughs> thought that you're like i never would have imagined but how cool of a concept is it to have a power ranger shredder like what that's insane so that happened in issue two and you see that now on the cover of three so three jumps in shredder and Rita repulsa start to get into a fight and they're like no we need to work together let's take care of our enemies first and then we can deal with fighting each other and so they set a trap for the Power Rangers, the Power Rangers coins, their power coins all get basically damaged that they can't use them. And you're like, oh, and I'm so mad that I didn't even realize that this is where they were going to take this. And I mean, I can't wait for issue four now because if they don't make toys with what they're about to say, they basically like, our power coins won't work for us. Who can use them? And Sure enough, the last panel, you see the turtles holding them, so you know what's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to riot. Because let's be honest, this is going to be the greatest thing in 90s childhood history dreams come true. And if they don't make a toy line off of that, they are dropping the ball. So get on it right now. Man, this is just, this is everything you would want in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, uh, so if you are a fan of either or hopefully both franchises and you for some odd reason have not been checking out this comic, go to the store. I'm sure you can easily get second prints of one and two if they're out of the first prints. Get them. Start reading. Um, this is just such a cool concept that I'm mad that my childhood mind didn't even think of it like that. So, yeah. That's it for my review this week these were my three favorite books from uh, my poll list hopefully you guys enjoyed the video if you like these books or maybe you have some comments you'd like you disagree with make sure you comment below so that way we can keep this conversation going let's keep this comic book store vibe going on in the digital world um, so if you enjoyed it like subscribe share it with your friends uh, just get the word on comics out there so hopefully you guys have a great weekend take some time Grab some comics, and as always, nerd out.